my name is Damali Sali and I welcome you to this episode of the Ideation Corner. The Ideation Corner is a space where ideas are discussed and dissected. And today I host Akolu Agatha Rachel, who is the founder and CEO of Read Us Africa. And she's going to tell us all about it. Agatha, you're very welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Damali, for hosting me to the Ideation Corner. I must say, for quite some time I've been following this show and also got the chance to read yeah. the Ideation Corner book. Little thank did you. I know that thank one you. day. Yeah. Yes. How did you access the Ideation Corner book? I got it from your website. Yeah. I, I read from your Twitter account. You had donated 600 copies to some three schools. Yes. And I was like, okay, I think I need to read this book. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Akulu Agatharecha. I'm the team leader of Readers Africa. And I'm also a final year student at Macquarie University, currently pursuing Bachelor of Arts in Education, mm -hmm. majoring in Literature and English. So uh, Readers Africa is a youth-instigated organization that aspires to provide accessible, sustainable, and high-quality literacy programs for all age brackets. Mm -hmm. And we have activities like uh, book donation drives, writing competitions, the annual African Readers Conference, school outreaches, Yes, so we're founded in 2020. Mm -hmm. and during COVID? Yes, during okay. COVID. You're a COVID baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So tell me, what, what, what drove you? And I'm going to go into a little bit of more details exactly on what Readers Africa does. Mm -hmm. But what led you to, because to, you're the founder. Yeah. What led you to say, we need a Read Us Africa? Well, uh, first of all, growing up as a kid, I, I was a kind of this kid that really didn't like reading. Mm. So my aunt you kind of, like reading? Yes, I didn't like reading. Mm. So my aunt would kind of force me to read. She yeah. would give me a book and yeah. then she'd make me like to review the book mm -hmm. and then, then of course like reinforce me. Yes. So I'd be like, okay, if I'm going to read this book, I'm mm. going to get a sweet. Why don't I read more and more books? Get... Wait, she will give you a sweet after you yes, read the book? Sweets, oh, that's nice. So, <laughs> so, that's, so I, that's how I got that spirit of reading. Yeah. So when I grew up, I went to schools whereby I got the chance of reading and I was more of a reader. Mm -hmm. So when I came for my senior six work, that was 2020, then I was working with Educate Uganda, mm -hmm. and from nowhere, of course, lockdown came. <laughs> I lost the job, and then I was in my work. Yes. And then my mentor, Ruth Kitamirika, she gave me a book titled The Purpose Driven Life Book. Mm -hmm. And then I, I read the book, it, is, it has 40 chapters, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay, Agatha, am I the only person who really needs this book? Like, it kind of really inspired me, you mm -hmm. get yeah, so I got people in my circle, my friends, my mentees, mm -hmm. and I told them, let's just read this. It, it was this is during lockdown? Lockdown, mm -hmm. yes. So we're just meant to be there for 40 days of the 40 chapters of the book. Oh, right. oh it's one chapter a day? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we're just meant to be there for 40 days. So we read the book, and then I asked them, I was like, okay, should we continue reading other books? Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, let's continue, <laughs> let's continue. So we started with seven people, mm -hmm. but... At the end of the 40 days, we already 170 get. Wow. How and were you doing this? You remember you told me you were in lockdown. Yes. So how were you doing it? And of course, it was online, was it? On it was online. <laughs> okay. Yeah, online, on WhatsApp. Yes. So we shared the links to many groups, mm -hmm. you get. Mm -hmm. So people kind of joined and we were very many. Okay. So it reached a time when we had people from Zimbabwe, people from South Africa, people from mm -hmm. um, Tanzania. So this wasn't now no longer just about yes, Uganda? it wasn't just no so longer about Uganda. Mm -hmm. And we had, we used to clash a lot in terms of the time zones you get. So if we're reading a book in Uganda and it's like uh, 9 uh, p.m., mm -hmm. maybe in Tanzania, it's, sorry, in, in South Africa, it's another time zone you get, mm -hmm. or maybe in Ghana you get. It could yeah. maybe be too late or too early. Yeah. So you thought, okay, since you're all passionate about reading, why don't we have, you also have your book club 
chapters that side mm. so that you'll be reading you'll be reviewing it at the time which is convenient so they can be readers Ghana reader South Africa yes okay. something of that kind mm. so they also formed we formed at the first chapter South Africa Ghana came in Zimbabwe Tanzania mm. and then now <laughs> the worst came, the worst came to worst mm. when I was supposed to now go back to school remember now oh, lockdown yes. was done I was <laughs> the, in Naiva and, and the vacation is done yeah the vacation <laughs> is done now I'm supposed to join my career year yeah. one yeah. I was like okay I really have friends yes. in mind that maybe I can also get. Mm -hmm. So we formed the very first university chapter that was Makere. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And then we went to Chambogo, we went to BSU, that is Bishop Stuart University in Barra. Then mm -hmm. we went to Lira, mm -hmm. Gulu. Yeah, that's how the university chapters came. I didn't know they even know university chapters. We have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have like 20 university chapters actually. Wow. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and then with time, we also now felt the need to now start operating also in secondary schools because, well, mm -hmm. from secondary, they'll also be joining universities. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and reading has to be built. You know, like exactly. your auntie, you should give your auntie like a massive present. <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. auntie literally cultivated that. Exactly. Reading culture in your. Yeah. <laughs> In you. So, so that's how we're bathed. Yes. So right now we're in over uh, 30 countries. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes, like 30 countries and then uh, 20 universities. On the continent? Yes. Okay. And then uh, in school, secondary schools, we're in like around 50 secondary schools. Okay, yeah. across the continent? Yeah. No. Okay. Uganda. In Uganda? Yeah. It's only in your, so, okay, so you're doing most of the pilots in Uganda, yeah? You, <laughs> yeah. You do start something in Uganda, you're like, chapter. Yes, exactly. If I start from Uganda, then we expand. Okay. If it works, we expand. Then you expand it. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. So how do you manage all these chapters? Because now you're Readers Africa, you're the founder and the mm. CEO. How do you collaborate with these other chapters that are now across in two different countries? Okay, like I already said before, when we're starting the the book mm -hmm. club, I can say we were seven, and from the seven people, I wasn't actually the only person. Let's say we're not all people from Uganda, mm -hmm. people from Kenya. We also had someone also from Zimbabwe, then Ghana, and then one other person was also from Kenya. Mm -hmm. So it actually became very easy for us, like to tell them, okay, well. Since now Since you're you, there, yeah, you're already there, you were there at the beginning, yeah. like they were my friends, again, my very yes. close friends. Yeah. Why don't you just help us coordinate a chapter outside Uganda? Mm -hmm. Why don't you help us coordinate what a chapter? And also that's why it was also very easy to convince them to come for our conference, mm -hmm. the very first uh, physical conference that we had in Uganda last year. When did you have it? Uh, September 6th and 7th. Okay. Yeah, we do it every year to commemorate the International Day of Literacy. That's interesting. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah, so the African Leaders Conference, mm -hmm. well, it's meant to commemorate the International Day of Literacy. <laughs> yes, so the ILD actually it was uh, launched by UNESCO in 1966. That was during the 14th session. Mm -hmm. Yes, so um, and, and since that, since 1967, there have been celebrations around the world to remind the public of the importance of literacy, mm -hmm. to remind the public of, okay, how best do we really cultivate the reading culture, the literacy skills we get? Mm -hmm. So we have had issues, uh, okay, we have had instances of uh, Zimbabwe International Book Fair, South African Book Fair, African Writers Conference and all that. So we thought, well, why don't you also do something that is mainly like for the readers to get? Mm -hmm. Whereby we have readers from all walks of life mm -hmm. coming together, we discuss how best we can really improve the reading culture because we know for years and years, a lot has already been done in any way trying to improve the reading culture, but why is it that we're not reading? Why is it, it is not improving at all? Reading? Like, yes. Why aren't people reading? Like, you get yes. people have invested a lot, they've tried their best, but why is it that we're not really what? Reading. Yeah. yeah, so that is it. So we had the very first one in um, 2020 that was on 8th mm -hmm. of September. Mm 
Mm. And then it was, was online. Uh -huh. It was online, and we had people like I think over seven hundred people joining virtually. Wow. Yes. Mm. So we're just trying to. It was more of I can't call it. We're just trying to say, okay, if it works out, we're going to have then a physical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like let's try it. <laughs> let's try. Yeah. yeah. So we held that first one, but it was more challenging because mm. we didn't really have like people coming on board to sponsor and all mm. that. You go to a partner to a sponsor, then they tell you, okay, why should we really sponsor mm. this? It's a virtual thing. You get? <laughs> we are affected. We are all affected by COVID. You get? Yes. You're just one year old. Yes. So you, you get? Yeah. So it was very challenging. Yeah. But nonetheless, we had it. Yeah. And then we felt, yeah, I think we should now go and have a, a physical kind of, you know, conference. So we held a first physical conference last year and we had uh, attendance from over seven African countries. People physically flew into Uganda to attend the conference? Yes, but I can tell it was not easy because mm. still we had the issues of funding mm -hmm. whereby, yes, we had the sponsors coming on board at first, mm. they made promises here and they there, <laughs> we are going to be there for you, we are going to sponsor this and that, but I can tell you they all pulled away one week to the conference. No! Yes, we, we had, uh, we yeah. interviewed at NTV at NTV, that was a Friday before like the conference mm -hmm. gate. Yeah. And then all the partners pulled away. I had no option. If it was not for high people, yeah. actually the conference wouldn't <laughs> oh have happened. Oh my goodness. Yes. Because all the con all, all the, the partners, the sponsors who had said I'm going to do this, I'll exactly. cover this course, I'll cover that course. Yeah. They pulled like, did, did you have away. anything in writing by them? Or? Yes, we did. But anyway, what are you going to do? I'll take them to court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they all it's pulled serious. away. Yes. And then... Then you only left with high people. Yeah, I, I had to just be honest That's with the, yeah. the CEO of high people. I told yeah. him, you know, we are just stuck. Yeah. And we have the international guests, they've already booked their flights, they're coming, and the conference has to happen, you get. So yeah. asked us, what can we do for you now? what is lacking and all that. So they came on board and cleared everything. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a blessing, I can say. Yeah. yeah. But then we now felt like after the conference, we're like, okay, we are, okay, the first conference, the theme was, it was um, changing re-narratives in African communities. Mm -hmm. And then the second uh, conference, it was uh, maximizing Africa's potential through digitalization. Mm -hmm. And now, after the conference, we felt like, okay, I think we now re really need to reposition ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, as an organization, as stakeholders of this literacy agenda, mm -hmm. you get. So now we decided this year we're going to make the theme be uh, reshaping the literacy agenda for inclusion, financing, and then digitalization. Mm -hmm. So why financing? Because now if you look at, I just gave... Mm -hmm. I just gave an instance of the partners pulling away. Mm -hmm. But I've also read instances whereby I think if I'm still to give an example of the high people you get, realize mm -hmm. that I read from somewhere that it was only in their 14th year mm -hmm. that they were really in position to raise the funds you get. Yeah. But then how many organizations are also out there that are really source of stuff mm -hmm. you get? People feel like because you're a small organization, we because you are young They keep asking you, how old are you? How old uh -huh, are you? Exactly, yeah. you get. Because you're a small organization, you're just two years old, they cannot really fund you get. Yeah, and if you look at uh, financing the literacy agenda, you find that actually much of the funding that really comes to this mm -hmm. is actually domestic funded you get. Oh, which is still not, just... yeah, which is actually not still enough. Mm -hmm. For, for them like to of course like fun you get yeah but if you look at the other part the, the external funding mm. okay if you look at uh, let me put the the world education forum in 20, in 2000 you get when the stakeholders of education came on board they said okay i think for for the literacy agenda to be 
kind of like implemented let's all have collective responsibility we're going to sponsor so that if damale has mm. money she can maybe sponsor abcd if agatha has fine okay let's say human resources she, she can, can have exactly okay. but <laughs> from 2000 nothing has ever nothing. happened they talked they they just talked <laughs> so most of the donors they have not, not even met up like to the expectations we get yeah. so that's why even again in 2015 they all came back again and, and again talked. They again talked, they have not even implemented what they had in 2000, you get, and... It reminds me of the climate change conferences, the climate conferences, where they meet, do these huge conferences, spend money on them, and yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. And now that also brings me to this. So why is it that, okay, if now you talk about climate, it's actually more like a hot cake mm. that we really have at the moment. But why don't you have crucial things like literacy being a trend? Why don't you have everyone tweeting about literacy? Why don't you have people coming to find things that are like literacy you get? Yeah. Because if we look at literacy, actually, if you really want actually, to implement no climate, pays, no then one, first of all, you have to no look at literacy. No one pays attention to this. Exactly. Okay. It's not one of those things that you know, right? <laughs> but if you really look at it, it's actually a fundamental right. That is actually crucial for yeah. really exercising other fundamental rights you get. But it is actually one of the most, most ignored and less, less funded. So in 2019, when they were launching the National Planning Authority, a report on UPE. Mm. Actually, the executive director, he really amused me because mm. he was giving a speech. Then he said, he made a very remarkable speech. He said that, you know, in this sector, that mm. is like literacy mm. and education, in this sector, even if you fall from heaven mm. and you do A, B, C, D, you will only improve from 5 to 10%. Don't expect anything beyond that. As long as you don't improve on the financing of the literacy, you can change permanent secretaries, you can do anything <laughs> that you want on earth, you can fall from heaven, come and speak in tongues, but nothing will ever change. And that is it. You get. And also if you look at the relationship that we have really between um, literacy and then poverty, it yeah. is actually quite a... There's a, a correlation. Bit, yes. Yeah. It's quite a complex one because, okay, high literacy rates mm. is supposed actually to what? to like kind of uh, eradicate poverty. But what do we have? We have again poverty mm. being one of the very high causes of what lo, of low literacy. Low literacy. So yes. it's a, one reinforces the other. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So how best then do we as uh, as readers Africa, as the stakeholders of uh, you know this education literacy mm. really generate, you know, self funding and then self sustaining what? Uh, things like so that if at all the partners pull away mm. at least we have we some still. Yeah, yeah we can really steal so yes life. the previous conferences have actually been free but we thought okay i think we need to also start paying mm. just something little to kind of like kind of what sustain mm. us okay so yeah. so this this year's conference it will yeah, be so a this year conference. moving forward yeah so that at least even if high post pulls away <laughs> We still have something to get up for the land, to get up for, you know, yes. the venue. And, yeah. Okay, that's, that's interesting. So how much interest, how many people attended this, that, this one, the, the just yes, the last one? Yes, it was uh, 118. This 118 was, people? Yes, 118. The first day was uh, 98, mm. then the second day was on 118. Yeah, but most people actually followed online. Okay. Yeah. But that's really a huge turn up, by the way. It wasn't a huge turn up. It, is a it wasn't turn -up. a huge turn up because we really tried our best to... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's a, it was a huge turn up. It's not easy to get 98 people in a room, by the way, yeah. up for anything. You got 98 people in a room. And you know the, the Arabic Tovit, mm. we hosted it in Macquarie University. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's like a center of intelligence, I can say. They call themselves the Harvard of, you know, mm. Africa. Mm. But the turn up wasn't really so, so much because if you look at a venue which is supposed to accommodate like 2,000 people, mm. 1,000 people, why do you only have like 100 people you get? 
Did you did you do a lot of uh, visibility for it? We did. We tried our best, but was, trust me, still. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it goes back to the root cause of the problem, i.e. <laughs> the thing you're trying to solve. Exactly. How do you get people in a room to talk about literacy? You see? <laughs> you're trying to solve that, that issue. So what else does Readers Africa do? Yes, also we do uh, book donation drives. Mm -hmm. What are those? Yeah, book donation drives, like, you know, if, if we have communities that really have books, people that have books, hmm. like for myself, I, I've written my book, Arab Destiny, why don't I like, donate 100 copies to the book donation drive, so that at least we have someone in BDBD who can't really access books, can't who can't really afford the yeah. book, they also have access to it again. You know what really inspired me to come up with this book donation drive? We mm. launched it last year, yes, mm -hmm. but I was relying so much on foreign aid, you get? Mm. I, I tried to apply to books for Africa, I tried to apply for literacy, sorry, African Library Project, mm. but then there's a lot of bureaucracy, like sometimes you apply for it, it comes, the containers arrive after a year, you get? <laughs> so one of the conditions actually that I was told that you need to have something like a warehouse whereby if you're... Um, if it's for next year, you get the books this year. Exactly. So you get a warehouse, then you get like the 20,000 books, mm -hmm. and then you get these books, and then like you have put it there. But, but still... There is a cost connected to that, keeping the books for a whole Exactly. Year. Not just that, even shipping costs. So they told us that you need to add... The shipping costs are yours? Yes, like 2,000 USD. That is like 7 million. So I thought... Mm. Hmm, First of all, the books will delay. Mm -hmm. Secondly, again, I also have to incur a lot. Yes. You know, to, to, like, to just ship it, nearly just shipping them. Yeah. And second, I also don't know the books which are coming. You get the kind of books oh, which are coming. They just send you. They just send you. Okay. So I don't really have the idea of the books which are coming. So I felt like, okay, am I going to be waiting on a white man mm. to get books from the US? Mm from the UK mm. to bring books for us. You know, it's actually ironic because they're saying, read us Africa, but they're waiting for books. You get <laughs> I felt actually embarrassed. I was like, no. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to start a local book donation drive yeah. whereby we are going to go to these communities mm. and, and get the books from the local people, put them in our boxes. We take it to the well, community, libraries, yeah. community libraries and so forth. You get Yeah. Because now, if you really look at this, mm. like 7 million would actually help you to even by the way, the to books distribute the books across the country. Yes. yes. It would actually help other than shipping it, you get. Shipping them in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you do the recycling. So to, to, what happened? Were you able to get the books last Yes, year? got the books. Actually, yeah. in the first week of January, we managed to get 600. As I talk right now, we mm. have 632 books at hand. All donated. Yes, all donated. From we, we have from our yes, same so, community. Yes, that mm. was just in the first week of January. But still, we also mm. have organizations that have also pledged to give us the books. Just a matter of calling they them, pledged. making appointments. <laughs> <and they're going laughs> well, they don't do, they don't <laughs> do you like they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when is that book donation actually happening? Yeah. Or, or do you donate them as you're getting them? No. Yeah. For, for now, January, we're just looking at getting the books from the communities. Then from February, we shall start distributing the books. And we are going to be distributing the, in the 12 subregions of Uganda. So mm -hmm. we're going to start with Uganda subregion mm. because it's nearer. Mm. Yes, as we also kind of lobbying for funds, mm. we start from the places which are nearer. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Busoga, we go to Bugisu, mm. Northern, and all that. Okay. Yeah. And you, the, the books are going to be in the community libraries in those locations? Yes, community libraries. Are there community schools? libraries? Like, yes. say, Naka PDPT? Yes, there? they are. They are oh. there. There are over 110 community libraries actually in Uganda. That's amazing. I didn't know we had that many libraries. <laughs> they are. They are there. Because, which library? Anyway, let me not go into my childhood. But um, <laughs> I was trying to remember which public library did we have. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so now once you, 
how do people if i'm a person who wants to donate mm. books for example mm. how do i get to know about you how do i know you know where to donate them to because i'm pretty sure a lot of people yeah. there are a lot of people who buy books i'm yes. one of those people i buy hard copy books mm. but then sometimes i found myself buying two books mm. without my knowledge i just mm. bought two accidentally so if a person like me or whoever one how do i get to know first of all that you're collecting books to begin with mm. and then how do i get them to you all right so how do you know that you're collecting the books first of all we made a flyer that is we, we kind of post them every day on our social media handles to tell people that well this is a call for book donations mm -hmm. if you really want to do, distribute the books to us kindly call these numbers or maybe you get in touch with so and so and then yeah we can arrange for the transport if let's say for instance you're in mokona mm -hmm. we can give you a call to put the the, the the books in maybe say a carrier or maybe a taxi or something of that mm -hmm. kind or maybe a border mm -hmm. then you bring it to us okay. yes so you figure out the logistics. All I need to do, call you and tell you. Just I have call books. us. I you don't even need to car in a transport cost. Just call us. Mm -hmm. Have these books here. We get the location. Put it for us on the border. We pick it. Okay. Oh, that's that's pretty good. And mm -hmm. then you distribute. How do you choose who to distribute it to? Like yeah. So how do we choose the people that we distribute to? First of all, we have our partners, grassroots partners. You get in this because now someone mm -hmm. actually was asking. How then do you really know the twelve subregions? Have you even stayed in you, there? Have you been there? <laughs> have you been there? Okay. I've actually never been to Bidi Bidi, Western Uganda. But we have partners, like yes. grassroots partners, yes. who have really been working in these communities, who really know the people very well. So we'll be like, okay, since you're one of our partners in this place, one, help us identify the schools, mm -hmm. maybe the communities, libraries that are there, yes. that we can maybe go to. And then two, you're not going to like be the bridge mm. between uh, those people and then us. Yes. And then also you make the days. If at all we're going to come there in February, which particular date, I, I, are we going to come and find when people are already there or are we going to start mobilizing them afresh? You know, it's very hard. Yeah. It's actually very funny. Yeah. For you to move from Kampala in the names of going to distribute a book in BDBD, you don't There's even no know one. anyone. <laughs> Yeah. So who do this with those? Yeah. So we have those grassroots partners who help us identify the communities in need, the schools in need. Yeah. And then also they help us to organize the schools so that when we are going there we already have where to start from not starting mm -hmm. afresh like, like from scratch. From, from scratch. Yeah. Okay. And then how do you ensure that uh, say for example you may book, put your books in a community mm. library. How do you ensure that they'll stay there, they'll be accessed, you know? Because mm. I've I've had of instances where there is a public library mm. and there are books in there, yeah. but the warden, whoever holds that key, mm. actually doesn't allow people to access it. Exactly. Yeah. So first of all, giving people books is one thing, mm. and also reading is another I thing. I know, they have to read them. <laughs> ah, reading is another thing. <laughs> you, get, you can have books in the library and people don't even access them. The people don't even read they them. You get. Yeah, even if the library is open. Yes, even if it's open, people actually <laughs> don't read them. So now what we do is like, okay, if now we have identified the school, let's say Olim, a secondary school there's a pattern of a writer's club pattern of a reader's club also you need to have some kind of mindset change uh, you know activities series with them that okay you know these are the advantages of reading mm -hmm. so let us also talk to the kids we do some kind of poetry with them we read together with them like really make them see the value of reading again okay? not just a matter mm -hmm. of going to take the books there you just dump mm -hmm. it with them then, then you, you leave. leave take photos then you leave no <laughs> first of all read with them yes if, if at all the books that can can be acted we also act with them we get oh that's interesting to get yeah. the kids interested yes. in that yeah we kind of like act with them do some kind of poetry talk with them yeah hmm. so that at least by the time you leave they're also kind of inspired to read not just the books getting rusted from getting dust yeah, dusted, yeah. They, they do i did i did visit uh, one one time I was in Jinja, I visited a public library mm. but you could see there are certain sections of the library that have never been used <laughs> 
like you can sell that these two books these two books have been stuck together for a while. You know how they are next to each other? Yeah. And then you have to pull them apart. <laughs> so you're like, it means, and it was open, it was accessible, it was oh, pretty well. Oh, you're going to find just dust everywhere and you yes. see that this and one, you know, no like one has ever touched yes. it. Yeah. And it was open, it had very, it was well stocked, mm. it was accessible, anybody could walk in, but mm. people, I guess, were not walking in. Oh, oh, oh taking the books and and then maybe for for the get because also we do outreaches with the ghettos mm -hmm. the ghetto areas the some areas like Katwe and all that yeah so uh, we also have the partners that side mm. okay th in those areas rather mm. what we do is uh you know like we kind of reinforce the kids the children so that at least when they hear that reader africa is going to come mm. and read with us to get yeah they, they actually be inspired they're actually yearning for it so we we carry some things like let's say sweets so that's for them, biscuits for them. So you're, using, you're, using, yeah. you're using your auntie's exactly. temper. <laughs> like, bribe them with a sweet. Now yeah. read a book. <laughs> yeah, so that at least when you're going, yes. you, you, you are, 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 actually, they always be like, okay, when are they coming back? When are they yeah. coming back again? <laughs> yeah, not that when they hear about you, they just like, ah, yeah. that one. And again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go again. But then I think also what has helped is that you've, you've, you've tried to grow it organically mm. in that you get partners or whoever are part of the chapter. Mm. So part of the Uganda chapter, you have people who are in those locations who are part of the Uganda chapter. And then they're part of the community. So yes. they're not separate from the community. Yes, they're not separate from the yeah. community. So yeah. they're even able to tell you, yeah, that community uh, library, yes, mm. you can put the books in. That one, no. Yeah, the, true. Oh, they maybe put it in this particular school. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, because of your organic growth, I think it's, it has actually helped. I'm mm. amazed at how much footprint you've had in just two years. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And then also, yeah. another activity that we also have is writing competitions. Mm -hmm. The writing competitions are mainly for secondary schools, university students. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's mainly in line with the, the theme for our conference. Mm -hmm. Yes, let's say, for instance, if this year we are having reshaping the literacy agenda mm -hmm. for inclusion, financing. And you're doing this one again in September? Yes, in okay. September still. So we, 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 we send the writing competitions in line with the theme and then write poetry, essays. Then the winners are awarded during the conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it also kind oh, of inspires, nice. you know, being yes. recognized in front of the year. Yeah, recognized for it. It's mm. amazing. So, uh, Agatha, we are running out of time. I'm very inspired with what you're doing, by the way. Thank you. Because I'm, I'm a reader. I read, I write. I, Thank you so, so much. I love, <laughs> I love these aspects. But uh, is there any... Uh, any critical thing that we haven't touched, haven't talked about that you'd like to tell our here, our the people who are listening to us? Well, uh, what I can really say as we conclude, you know, starting, okay, having a startup or being, let's say, a founder of a startup is actually not so easy. And, and especially with what we have, the trends right now, you find someone maybe is into, let's say, climate change, which is more selling. Yeah, I know, it's sexy, If right you now. don't have really <laughs> the why, yes. The clear visions of why you're really there and really what you really want to achieve. Trust me, you can really be swayed. Now, let's say, for instance, we have been in this field, and then you feel like, okay, people are not actually funding you. Why don't I just run into climate change? <laughs> why don't so, I just yeah? Run? Let me go to climate change. There is <laughs> exactly. a lot of every every. Why don't I run into feminism? Because you feel like feminists are actually earning more. Yes. You get. So what I can actually really say, it's such a not a bad process. Mm -hmm. I have read inspirational <laughs> stories of people after 10 years, they don't even have any single money, mm -hmm. any single funds like mm -hmm. to really run anything. Yes. But all that matters is that just 
stick to the why mm. and really make sure that okay work hard to really make sure that you're very consistent and persistent so that at least mm. even if the funders are coming on but there's actually a time that funders will actually start looking for you because they see that well sure. this poor they're yeah. doing some kind of impact. but then also when they join you they're following your vision exactly. you're not doing yeah you know you're not just yeah. running here yeah. there and all that yeah. yes yeah. Thank you. There you had it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, join the book drive. Please uh, go to the, their social media handles if you have a book to donate. They're doing a wonderful course. Uh, so you just call them and then give them the book drive. And if you're a corporate company that wants to sponsor the conference in September, September. please, you know, again, just get them on their social media. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>